Welcome, Shay, to the Legally Speaking podcast, powered by Kasim Carr. Nice to finally have you on the show. Yes, it's my pleasure, Robert. Thank you for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure from our side. Um, so you're very well known globally for turning founders, executives into video creators that in turn turns into massive revenue generation. You've been recognized in Forbes. You've had tons and tons and tons of success, which you know is really, really commendable. But before we talk about that and LinkedIn, which is really what you know, tell us a bit about your background. So I believe you have a passion for songwriting and music. So tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so uh, pretty crazy background. You know, I I came from a, a really rough household upbringing. It just made me really smart. That's the beautiful side of sometimes growing up in these dysfunctional environments is it can make you a lot more intuitive and a lot more insightful. I became an expert at human behavior uh, because of how mentally ill my family was. Um, but as a little girl, I loved getting attention. Like I was neglected. So I, I think I, that kind of fed this natural inclination to entertain, to want to be seen, to want to be praised. Um, so ever since I was a little girl, I really wanted to be in entertainment. I knew I wanted to be a singer. I knew I wanted to be famous. But I was doing it all from a very wounded place, right? I was very unconscious at the time of why I even had these passions. And I grew up and I got into it and I started to figure it out. You know, I started to be faced with my own wounds, my own darkness, and my own insecurity. A lot of that I did learn through dropping out of college at age 20 to pursue a music career. And I, and I did it on my own. You know, I didn't have support from my family. And um, you know, you, even a lot of your friends, when you pivot and want to try something new, they're kind of like nose in the air. Like, what do you mean you're going to be a musician now? Like they don't... You know, so it was, it was really... It was a hard time for me, but I figured it out. I did it for about 3 years. I did get some shows. I did get some uh, press, but it was so minuscule. Like so, so yeah. minuscule. I was still waitressing. I couldn't pay my bills. Like... I knew I had to pivot. I knew I had to change um, if I really wanted to reach my goals. So I was presented with an opportunity at age 23. So I'd been doing music for like three years now. I was presented with an opportunity to edit video content for a really large page on Facebook. And it, it totally changed my life. I knew that this blog owner was making a ton of money, passive income. I, I knew he was way better at growing a following than me, this like dinky local artist. So, and he was my age too. Like he was also a college dropout. Like it, it just showed me what's possible. You know, I just saw like, well, if this guy's doing it, there's something there and, and I want to learn more. So I really humbled myself. I quit music, decided to put my dreams on the back burner to learn digital marketing from this man and also a lot of his friends who were also blog owners. I started to get a lot of clients just via word of mouth. The video content I was producing, I was getting better and better at tapping into the social media mindset, what goes viral, how to edit for social. And it just blew, it blew up, you know, it exploded. I ended up getting an investment at age 24, scaled that company for years, sold my shares at the end of 2018. So about a year and a half ago now. And at that time, I had already started my LinkedIn blog where I was growing very quickly. I think I had about like 30,000 followers on LinkedIn when I sold my shares in the last agency, knowing, selling the shares, knowing hey, I'm going to go and dive all into LinkedIn now. I already have this platform. I already have this following. I'm going to take everything I learned about video marketing on Facebook and apply it to LinkedIn for business owners so that they can attract inbound leads and way more revenue all through the LinkedIn platform, which is exactly what I had done uh, for my last agency before I sold my shares. So that's where I am today. Uh, I love helping people. You know, I love 
teaching people about how to make video content, how to optimize it. But most importantly, I love just teaching people how to be themselves. And this ties back to my childhood and, and all the hardship that I've been through is I see a theme where it's really not just me. You know, it's, it's almost all of us in society are operating from this really fake place, inauthentic place, feeling like we need to fit in. That's not going to thrive in a content strategy. Like people on the internet are craving authenticity. They're craving real human connection, real stories, real vulnerabilities. So that's a big part of my coaching as well is just teaching people how to be themselves. And as a result, they not only learn how to optimize video content for conversions on LinkedIn, but it's beautiful because they also get to learn about themselves through the process yeah. of becoming a content creator and how to really be open and, and uh, create more fulfillment in their life as a result. So let's talk a bit more about that then. So, you know, your video is hugely successful, millions and millions of views, you know, turning into really expansive revenues as well for these companies and organizations. So we're obviously on the Legally Speaking podcast. We support law firms, lawyers. Um, you know, they may, might be listening in going, do you know what? I'm just not for LinkedIn. What's the point of me as a lawyer or someone in professional services? Why should I embrace LinkedIn? What do you say to those people? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think that it's one of the last industries to hit social media. So this is this is not going to go anywhere. You know, no matter what industry you're in, social is the future. So there's a lot of industries where they tell me like, I don't need social. I do traditional marketing on traditional channels. That's fine. It's not every industry is going to be like um, fitness or beauty, where like those are already well known on social media. There's a lot of fitness influencers. There's a lot of YouTube channels that are all about how to put on makeup and this and that. But what I will say is when you don't have a lot of competition in your industry utilizing social and you're kind of one of the first to the scene as a lawyer, using this route to get attention and to get exposure, you have a massive advantage. Because think about it, just because someone is more experienced than you as a lawyer, maybe someone has twice the experience you do. They're older than you. They've been in the industry longer. They're clearly the more qualified lawyer. But if you are showing up on social media as a personal brand consistently, providing value, being seen as someone who's just helpful, who's just giving, not asking for anything, just kind of you know, subtly flexing your expertise, but simultaneously giving free tips and helping people, I mean, you're always going to win that competition, even if you're less experienced than this guy over here who's not doing any video content. And that's happening. I mean, people get upset, like hire someone like Shea Robottom versus my marketing company. You know, we've been in the industry for longer, we're older. Well, but are you making content? Are you showing up consistently as the expert? It's all about being top of mind. And I think for lawyers, I would really encourage you to get after it because there's so little competition right now. So if you can show up and make a personal brand, a blog where you're consistently sharing content that's just helpful for your target audience, as soon as someone needs a lawyer, as soon as someone gets into the space where something occurs in their life, they're going to need your services. Who do you think they're going to think of? You because you're top of mind. Or if they hear a friend saying, Oh my gosh, this just happened. I'm going to need a lawyer. Oh, hey, you know, I follow this lawyer on social media. They're, they're super helpful. Go check them out. Um, so it's just a great way to be seen. And especially in an industry with little competition, I would definitely encourage you to get after it now while you have a head start. Okay. And you very much are the expert in terms of video content. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely an aspect of engaging and lawyers should engage and get out there. But why should they do in terms of video content specifically? What do you think are the benefits? Obviously, it's time consuming, it might be, and these are busy lawyers. So why should they turn to that? 
Yeah. You know, it's the most powerful form of content on social media. Now, um, everywhere you look, there's a video, most business landing pages, their websites have a video now, YouTube, TikTok, I mean, Facebook, Instagram. These, I mean, these platforms all started out as having more traditional content like articles, text posts, pictures, that sort of thing. But video has quickly become the way that we connect with one another virtually. So I always say, you know, if I would have posted the exact same topics, the exact same uh, content on my page the past two years, but it had always been an article or text form, not video. Um, people would just feel way less connected to me. They wouldn't know who I am. It'd be like, okay, this woman has some valuable posts via text, but like, who is she? Like what, you know, it's just not as memorable. It's not um, as authentic on a human level. When people see you showing up on video over and over again, they remember you, you know, they're more likely to watch video grabs your attention on the screen. It stands out in the newsfeed. And on most platforms, it really is the the highest performing form of content. That's actually how I started my first agency on Facebook was because Facebook had updated the algorithm where suddenly video was king. And all of these pages that had grown using traditional media, they were like scratching their heads like I need I need video. And that's where I came in. I, I filled that need that the algorithm was asking for at the time, like more video, more video. Um, so those are just a couple of reasons I would encourage you to get on video. And as I touched on earlier, I also think it is a beautiful opportunity to learn yourself and get to know yourself and get over your own imposter syndrome, get on camera, know that you can show up, you can uh, be a leader, you can be a voice. You don't have to be scared of... Um, yeah, hiding yourself. But that's a big thing, isn't it? The being scared. And, you know, lawyers naturally might be quite risk averse. You know, they're obviously there to mm. do their job. And it's not natural to maybe put yourself out there. And they might be thinking, well, how am I going to make this content viral? You know, so is there any tips or sort of Luce's top tips you might say to people who are complete novices that they should kind of think, look, don't worry about that. Not necessarily your first video is going to go viral, but it's consistency. Anything you would say to those people? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. You know, I've had clients who are lawyers as well. There's many different forms of content you can create. I do think it comes down to people being afraid of being wrong. So you have to kind of get over that fear, not in the sense of like, I'm going to create this really, really tailored, calculated content strategy so that I am never wrong, so that I'm never controversial, so that everyone on social media is going to like me. That's not the way. You have to come at it knowing there's going to be haters. There's going to be people in the comments who don't like you. Um, there's even maybe going to be content you release that you are genuinely wrong at some point in time, but you can learn from that. You can grow. I believe 80, 90% of the time, if you're truly experienced in your industry, you know what you're talking about. So to fall victim to the 10, the 20% of the time where you're not sure if everyone's going to like or derive value from your content is silly because you're just withholding the rest of the world getting this 80-90% of you sharing awesome value-free tips. And the other thing is, you know, the the real pressure for a lawyer to perform is in the courtroom. You know, like and think about it. If you can get through that, I mean, that's a performance. That's like that's where the real show is. I mean, that to me is way more nerve-wracking. Like I I pers I am all about entertaining. I am not afraid of crowds. I was born for the stage. I do not want to be a lawyer. Okay. I, I I do not want to deal with that pressure. And that's a lot of what you guys go through. So think about the video. It's just like this the, there's no pressure behind it. You know, this isn't the case. This isn't like your moment. This is just you making content 
and starting to build a brand around your industry. So um, I would just put it in perspective that way. Like, you know, uh, there's not much to lose. And of course, as with anything, the more and more you do it, the easier it does become. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, one thing as well, in terms of LinkedIn, that's your, your main sort of platform. And we'll talk about some of the others in a minute. But, you know, people, that, that platform has just changed. I mean, I've been on LinkedIn myself for 12 years. You know, oh, what wow. Do you, what do you think the future of LinkedIn looks like? You know, where, where's the platform headed? And what do you think is going to happen to LinkedIn? And again, why should lawyers or people in professional services really get it now and follow, follow where mm-hmm. it goes? Yeah, great question. So the biggest thing right away that I say that's already been happening over the past five years is like, it's less and less about jobs and recruiters. For the longest time on LinkedIn, it was I log into LinkedIn once every couple of years when I need a job, or I'm on LinkedIn every day, but I'm a recruiter. You know what I mean? Like that's what ran LinkedIn. Now I see it way more as like a Facebook for entrepreneurs. It's just like anyone in B2B, B2C even is coming to LinkedIn, but anyone who uh, has a product, a service that could improve the businesses out there that are on LinkedIn watching. I mean, it's just a great place to find vendors, a great place to find partners. Uh, I have a, a client of mine who's an investment banker. You know, they use, they use it to find investors and, and also clients who need funding. So I think that we're going to see it evolve more and more to just become a conscious social media platform for entrepreneurs. And the other thing that's really interesting, you know, I do a lot of outreach campaigns on LinkedIn where I ask people to follow me on other platforms, right? Because I'm biggest on LinkedIn, but I do what I can to drive traffic to these smaller channels like Instagram, Facebook. And I would say like 30% of people on LinkedIn, when I say, you know, go to this other platform to follow me, they say, oh, sorry, LinkedIn is actually the only social media platform I use. Yeah. So just an example, like LinkedIn is one of those platforms where a lot of people on LinkedIn only use LinkedIn. Now, why would that be? It's because it's a certain profile. It's a business person. It's a educated person. You know, it's a, they're, the demographics a little bit older on LinkedIn. Um, I see all of these things as a huge plus for getting business. You know, I always say there's no other social media platform with this many educated people on it with money. And I think that's only going to continue to attract more and more business owners looking to gain leads. They're going to also get on LinkedIn and start creating organic content to grow that brand. Because it's not just about job seekers anymore. It's not just about recruiters. There's all sorts of services on there. Lawyers, like you said, you know, my clients who are lawyers, some of the first of their kind to get on and create content. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited to see where it goes. I think it's going to more and more just become a platform for entrepreneurs, conscious people looking to make money. Yeah. And years ago, you know, it was word of mouth and people wanting to, you know, maybe invest in forms of medium. But would you go as far as to say, if people have an established business now and they forget about LinkedIn or just disregard it completely, do you think that business will still be as strong in sort of five, 10 years? Or do you think it's you need to have a personal brand and really embrace LinkedIn to be as successful in modern times? You know, that's a great question. I would say it's just underrated. I mean, it's not like you can't have a successful business solely advertising on Facebook and Instagram, probably running ads, you know, having some monthly ad spend and and traditional sales funnel and all that. Um, LinkedIn's not cool. Like that's really the problem. Like people are like, oh, I started the business. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm working on it. Like, but that's really what it is. Like, people have a business and I see their model and I'm like, oh yeah, this would definitely thrive on LinkedIn. 
but they're just, it's like, it's like this social conditioning or pressure that like LinkedIn is just not cool. They're like, no, I want to grow an Instagram page. I want to grow a Facebook page. It's like, that's played out, you know, like that's play. I'm not saying you can't still have success doing that, but it's so much easier on LinkedIn. If people would like kind of get over their ego, you know, I tell people I have over 260,000 followers on LinkedIn or, Hey, I'm a LinkedIn influencer. A lot of people in my day to day, not necessarily business people, a lot of people, they don't even know that that's a thing. Like, what do you mean you're a LinkedIn influencer? What do you mean there's content on LinkedIn? Like it's, it's in the dark still. It's underrated. So I would say like, look, anything's possible. I've got a lot of friends who use LinkedIn. But in addition to LinkedIn, they run YouTube ads. They have an Instagram that they're they're getting leads from. I just think it's the lowest hanging fruit is LinkedIn. It's the most obvious choice, especially for B2B, for finding people who are already in the mindset to do business, who already have money and are likely looking for someone like you to solve their problem. And you don't even have to pay. I mean, I haven't ran one ad on LinkedIn. Every single thing that I've done has been inbound, organic, and I've generated multiple seven figures through through this platform. So I would just say people are sleeping on the opportunity because it's seen as too geeky. It's seen as not cool. And a lot of people, especially my age, they'll log in and they see that it's like glitchy, it's buggy. There's not a lot of like cool features that make them feel cool. And they just they just log out. They're just like, this platform's whack. And I'm like, okay. Less yeah. competition for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's the way to, to to look at it. And just in terms of then LinkedIn don'ts, you know, there's probably tons and tons and tons. But again, if maybe you've got we've got a le- lot of legal listeners listening in, maybe this has sparked people to get involved. So maybe junior lawyers, maybe senior lawyers. What are some of the do not do? Whatever you do, do not do this because that will not work. Um, pitching. Yeah, I mean, just pitching on LinkedIn. I think it used to be more acceptable back when the platform was only recruiters and salespeople. It's um, more... People are more interested in the value you provide now on LinkedIn. They do see it as a place to go find inspirational content just to um, connect with others. It's like it's become way more about relationships. People yeah. don't like to be sold to. They do, but they don't. You know, They want it to be their choice that they bought from you, not like you shoving it down their throat and offer. So... I would say in your content, just don't be selly. Don't don't even mention what you sell. And I get a lot of pushback for that. People are like, oh, I want a CTA at the end of every video that says, you know, reach out to our law firm today. Da, 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 da. I'm like, you know, you can do that every so often. But really what you want to do is create intrigue. You want to create curiosity. You want to just give selflessly and get people to on their own think, who the heck was this Robert guy? Just like dropping truth bombs, like not asking for anything in return. He didn't even pitch his services and his content. Like, wow, what a guy. I'm going to click back to his profile and find out. And then on your profile, it should be an ad. Once people click on your profile, now make sure it's optimized for conversions. Now lay out the solution you provide. Now lay out the call to action where where they can call you, where they can get a hold of you to learn more about your services. In the content, do not pitch. I have released thousands of pieces of content at this point on LinkedIn. I would say maybe maybe 10 have I like directly said like, Hey, you know, I, I sell a, an online program. It's a six week LinkedIn video bootcamp. It's great for business owners looking to level up here. Come check it out. You know, it's people who over time grow to appreciate me so much for the selfless value I provide without asking for anything that click on my profile on their own, see what I do on their own and go, you know, I'm going to beg this woman now to take my money, even though she never asked for it. She never pitched. It's just a natural human inclination when you help someone so much 
that suddenly they want to, they want to, they see the value and, um, that's social selling. That's social yeah. selling, baby. You just give, give, give. It really does come back, but you have to have faith and you have to have an abundance mindset about it. Um, otherwise it won't work. So I would say on LinkedIn, just try to keep the pitching to a minimum and ask what value can I give? What do I know that can make my target market's lives easier that they don't know? And just yeah. start there. And I think it's like, I think you, you you talk about it as well in some of your videos. It's sort of like the give, give, the jab, jab, and a natural yes. hook. Yes. Uh, yeah. you know, and it's just brilliant, right? If you give so much out, you know, you'll naturally probably get the hook anyway. Yeah. I think it just extends to what you're, you're talking about, which is amazing. So we have to talk about some of the other platforms because, you know, I have a mass debate with all of my team and in my companies as well around TikTok. So I'm a big advocate of saying this is coming into the business world. I don't know where and I don't know how completely yet. But what are your views on sort of TikTok and where do you see that in the professional working space, working as a platform? Yeah, I love it. You know, I think it's really exciting. I, I just recently got on it, actually. I was... Um, I just started repurposing content for TikTok and I'm learning the platform a little. It does remind me a lot of LinkedIn in the sense that like there's not a lot of content, so there's not a lot of competition. So it's easy to get a lot of views. You know, again, it's visibility. I think it's a great place to, to grow quickly, to have another channel that makes you visible. But I do think the demographic on there is kind of the opposite of LinkedIn. Like I, I don't see people logging into TikTok in a business mindset with their checkbook ready to find vendors, partners, employees. You know, it's just it's totally the opposite of LinkedIn. Um, so that's why I, I continue to make my focus the LinkedIn platform because it's just time and time again never failed in terms of the qualified leads that I can generate there. But TikTok, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the organic reach is really generous right now platforms, they change, you know, they get more and more competitive, more and more saturated. So if you're already making content for other platforms, do what you can to repurpose it on, on TikTok, at least somewhat to start growing there because you never know. It's kind of just having investments in all different buckets. Could TikTok die as quickly as Vine? Yeah, maybe, but it could also be the next Facebook. Like you don't know. Um, so I would say just invest there. But yeah, I'm not personally really expecting to get many qualified leads there. I'm just seeing it as another channel where I can get seen, heard, known, trusted. Um, and uh, again, in the long run, followers create more followers. So every little bit helps. Yeah. And everyone's writing article about their LinkedIn tips. But speaking to you know someone who's really dominating LinkedIn like yourself, what, what are your views? You know, some people are saying, Comments are king, overset necessarily producing, um, you know, certain if you're, if you're struggling for content, actually engaging through comments, the three hashtags, the five hashtags, you know, is there any sort of, you know, value in that? Do you agree with that? Is there any things that you say, actually, do you know what, that's that's just all personal opinion or the things that have worked for you that you'd share? Um, no, all of those are good tips. You know, I would say at the end of the day, they're just um, little hacks and little tricks to like, optimize the post to maximize the reach. But at the end of the day, it's going to be how authentic your content is. E yeah. Even you just giving legal advice, you know what I mean? Even you just like as, as much as you can make it human. This is what I teach. I always joke like I'm a life coach. You know, I'm, I mean, I, I have a marketing background. And I know a lot about video, but like the world now more than ever is craving authenticity, is craving people to make them feel human, people to make them feel normal. So as much as you can, just be authentic, just be real. Every time that filter shows up in your brain where you uh, have like an inspirational thought or maybe you get kind of triggered by something, you have an emotional post you want to share and it's immediately followed by a thought of like, oh, well, like I can't post that. That's too raw. That's too vulnerable. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, turn people off. 
just really sit with yourself and ask, like, could I post it? And would it actually be the best thing for society if I just started to get really real? I mean, people ask, how'd you grow so quick, Shay? Yes, it was my marketing background. It was everything I learned about how to optimize video for the newsfeed. But I, it's because I was myself. It's because I was saying the things that most people think and are way too scared to say out loud. Um, it's just what the world needs right now. You know, we need to stop caring so much what people think. We need to stop keeping up with the Joneses, trying to fit in. Look where it's gotten us. Like people are miserable. People feel like they can't open up, especially men. Oh gosh, you know, like women yeah. are at least uh, women are at least taught like it's okay to cry. It's okay to let it out. Like I mean, we're just we're so uh clenched as a society like clench like fit in you know check all the boxes you know um we need to start getting real with ourselves again and the more that you can be the authentic real you in your content not only are you going to attract clients who really like you for you and are therefore easier to work with because you never had to be your fake business self working on their account you could just be the real you i mean that's how i am with my clients everyone who buys from me is like a fan, they know me, they're not going to be surprised if like some of my realness shows up. But on top of all of that, you're also being an example and showing other people what's possible and giving other people permission to also voice their truth. And that's what's needed in the world right now. We need truth seekers, we need healers, we need people who are willing to get real and raw and stop fearing. Like I always say this, Robert, it's like people live like they're going to live forever. It's stupid. Yeah. People literally live their lives like their reputation is God and they're going to live on this planet until the end of time. So that reputation better never waver because they're never going to die. It's like, you're going to die. Like you yeah. are going to die. Like you need to live like your life is limited. Stop living like your reputation is going to live on forever. We're all going to be dead in a hundred years. So what are you so afraid of? Yeah. And I just love that. And I, I even mentioned to my team, I gave them a tip the other day. If you're getting anxiety about a post or you're not sure about whether you should post it, that's the one to post. That's the authenticity right I there. I love that. You know? And I think yes. that's the message we need to get out to people. Um, you, know, mm -hmm. you know, vulnerability is actually to be accepted and people, quite, yes. you know, that's what they want to be seeing. So I just love all of that. So before we wrap up, Shay, what's next for you? I mean, you've got hundreds of thousands of followers, created millions yeah. of views, hugely successful entrepreneur. Forbes are all over you, all these great attentions. But what's next? What's next for you? What's the next part of your journey? Healing, you know, starting a healing company. Like I have been on this spiritual growth journey since I got on LinkedIn. LinkedIn was a huge catalyst for it. Like LinkedIn really showed me my wounds and what I was holding from childhood. Like I said, where I was using the attention I got on social media as this external validation to make myself feel good. That's not healthy. You know, you, you never want to build a following from that energy that's um, not going to be fulfilling in the long run. And LinkedIn showed me that about myself. And I was brave enough to face that in myself and, and get real with myself. And a lot of it just it, it linked back to my childhood. I started to remember a lot of things from my childhood I had repressed, things I wasn't dealing with. And those things don't go away. You know, They show up in your life in one toxic form or another. So you really have to get to the core and dismantle it. And the funniest thing is simultaneously while growing this blog, while growing this marketing company, I've been doing so much personal development work on myself. And the more and more I do it, the more I just want to help others because I see it everywhere. I see so many people are wounded, operating from a place of real insecurity, just, just faking yeah. it, holding it all together. But on the inside, they're, they're screaming. Um, I want to change the world. You know, I want to bring healing to the world. I want to use everything that I learned in digital marketing these past years to market healing, to teach people, hey, there's a better way than the system we've created. 
the system we've created, the society, the typical day-to-day life, the values are not good for the human soul and for the spirit. And I think consciousness is finally waking up to realize that, like, you know, how long can we go on living in this world where it's the world is basically just a business at the end of the day, the world is like, okay, the economy, it's like, what's the end goal here? What, what does humankind want to accomplish? Just a a healthy economy. Like it, it doesn't um, always come back to meeting the basic human needs, which is, you know, being honest, sharing your truth, healing the wounds. So right now, you know, my marketing company is, is growing and thriving without me having to give so much attention personally to it anymore. And I've really refocused my attention on building a healing company and, and what that's going to look like. And I am in the beginning stages, but it's something I'm very passionate about. I've done it. You know, I've done a lot of work on myself. It's resulted in more business, more money, uh, more fulfillment than ever before. And I want to show other professionals and just other, other people from all walks of life, like you do have the power to heal. We have the power to make this world a better place, but we desperately need to start getting real with ourselves. We need rigorous honesty. You know, we have been lying to ourselves for decades about what's really important and about what is actually real. So, um, using my platform and using everything I've learned in digital marketing to bring that message to the world, Hey, we can be real and we can heal. And we need that now more than ever. Yeah. And that's just the perfect way to end it. I'm really excited for you. I can't wait to hear more and see more about that new, uh, new venture as well. But from everyone on the Legally Speaking podcast, Shay, thanks so much for sharing all your sort of expert insights. You've got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers, but I'm sure you're going to get tons more off the back of this. If you wanted to follow you for more and more content, keep up for all the tips. But no, seriously, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Yes. Thank you for having me, Robert. It's been a pleasure.